Okay, I okay, I fixed it. There's no metronome this time. <laughs> Welcome back to Voice in Vanian, the podcast made by the community for the community. If you haven't noticed yet, Chad's out sick, so I'm trying to fill in, even though I never do the intro. Ugh. But definitely, this week we have a special guest, Ray, or as you might know her, uh, the cosplayer who has done the in real life Vana at a few of the games, and it was God damn it! I thought I had it written down. What was the event you went to? <laughs> what was the event? Anyway, here she is. Hi! Hello! Thanks for having me. Super excited. It's nice to have you here. Ah. <laughs> As usual, we're going to start off with a little mini interview. I'm ready. Ready for those cues. Ready? <laughs> I get it. <laughs> little play on words. Give me a break. Quick, edit that out quick. <laughs> Okay, so uh, first question, what got you into cosplay? Oh my gosh, okay. So as a kid, I've always been super into anything dealing with the arts, especially with costume design and um, set design, more so the costuming. Uh, like, for example, I would always be in the drama classes uh, in middle school or high school, and I'd always want to take over, like, the, the costume design and the set design just because as soon as the teacher gave me a prompt, I already had, like, this extravagant idea in my head. I'm like, nobody else knows what to do. I have to do this all by myself. Um, so I've always been super into designing costumes for sets. And um, I was introduced to cosplay by uh, one year. I just randomly found this video. Uh, it was a cosplay music video um, by a YouTube channel called Sneaky Zebra. Um, and it was a uh, San Diego Comic-Con, uh, I think the 2013, year 2013. And after watching that, I was completely blown away that people could just make costumes whenever they wanted and show them off at conventions just because they loved like a certain character or a TV or a TV show, a film, comic book. I just like I knew I needed to jump on and get started because that is just what I always love to do. Nice. Yeah. Like when you said 2013, I'm like, hey, I think that's when I made my first cosplay too. Yeah. <laughs> I I think like I saw it in Oh gosh, I saw it in 2015, so that mo that was like already two years oh, old. Like, I'm two years behind. Like I need to get on this now. <laughs> and I actually ended up meeting a uh, sneaky zebra a couple years later, and um, they put me in one of their music videos. Ooh. Uh, I don't I don't want to say which one because my costume was so bad. So <laughs> like, I'm here to have to go through every single one of the videos <laughs> and find you. <laughs> I was um, Azula from The Last Airbender, and um, I, I just, it was completely rushed. I wanted to get something done in time, so I was up for like three days, like trying to modify this costume I had already previously bought, and so now, obviously, when I'm looking back on it, I'm like, oh, so bad. Oh, no. <laughs> like, that's the one that everybody's seeing now <laughs> is my, my terrible, like, Spray painted hair, it's all black. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I 
and like the the contacts and then I made like this fire prop um but it did not look like fire at all and I'm just like flailing it around <laughs> it's a thought that counts I guess. yeah <laughs> okay uh moving on to our next question what got you into esports um okay so actually Overwatch League is the first esports event I've really gone into like I grew up playing video games and um I knew that there were people who played video games for um you know they played them professionally it's just like my mind never fully grasped how serious it was or how big of a deal it could be to some people um so obviously when Overwatch came out I really got into it and wanted to be more involved with the community so I followed Overwatch on Twitter and then that's when like they announced the league and um I I was just completely stunned like what people can play Overwatch for a living and like you know really make a name for themselves and now that I've discovered Overwatch League as a professional sport I am slowly like realizing that people don't just do it for PC they also do it on the console or they do tabletop games uh, which I think is absolutely crazy mm-hmm. but cool at the same time <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh like branching off from that what made you, what about Valiant made you a fan of them out of all the Overwatch League teams oh boy <laughs> oh boy um okay so I watched the very first match of, uh, it was stage one. So it was the San Francisco Shock versus the Valiant. And I, okay, it's so hard to explain. I really don't know what happened. It's just like something just kind of clicked when I saw the Valiant team walk out and I saw that stadium light up green. It's like, it's really, it's really hard to explain the feeling. I just had like an instant connection with the team and I really respected the players and the community. And the more I kept up with the Valiant and the more I got involved, I I, re- I realized how close like the team members of the Valiant were with the community, which is just something you, you don't see every day, especially in, you know, anything professional. Um, sometimes you just see like the fan base will be completely severed off from like an actual production or just anything. So seeing like the Valiant and uh, actually have strong ties with the fan base was pretty incredible. And um, the players, like the players are for the Valiant are, they're super kind, they're energetic, they're humble and respectful. And that's something that I personally recognized in them and that's something that um i would want to support in a team and i found those same qualities like when i met steve and noah montana and sabrina and they all have like this i I don't know they all have like this indescribable charm that like to me personally makes the valiant successful and where it deserves to be today so just the community and the bond that they have with the team really got me involved with the Valiant. No, I completely understand with that because, like, that's part of the reason I like Valiant too. Is just like the community and the team itself are so intertwined, and it makes you feel at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really does. And I, I never really um, 
like my brother and I play Overwatch a lot and I never really had anybody else to connect with through the game um except for him until I actually met my friend group through Overwatch um we all lived in different states and sometimes different countries um but that game led us all to meeting up um at PAX South last year um in person. That was the first time that we ever met each other after a year of being friends. So just like little stuff like that that I noticed with the community and with the team members. It just like, uh, this is the team I want to support, you know? Yeah. Uh why did you decide to cosplay Vana? Okay, so you know Anya on yeah. on Twitter? Okay, so I saw her comics uh, being retweeted by uh, the Valiant, and I instantly fell in love with, uh, like, I don't know, just how she portrayed Vala, like, a, a person as, like, an embodiment of the community, and just, like, the way she wrote her, like, Vala had, like, a little bit of wit to her, or not a little bit, she has a lot of wit to her, um, is, like, she has those quick, like, snarky little tidbits and but she also knows like when to bring her energy down and spread that love that that the valiant community is so well known for and the more i kept like scrolling through uh on your sketches like i really wanted to find a way to bring vala to life and to the stadium uh and i knew that um, i knew that there, like the stadium had occasion the occasional cosplayer in the stand, which I thought was super unique. And I noticed that nobody had really made a costume before to like solely represent um, a team or an embodiment of a community. So as soon as like I saw the sketches and that little idea popped up in my mind, like, hey. If I'm going to the stadium, why not go in costume and make it follow, you know? Mm -hmm. And it turned out looking amazing. Thank you. Uh, she's always being updated. Actually, I have um, I have her right behind me on uh, a model. And I'm slowly adding more detail to her. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I love every time I've worn her, I've felt like that's the thing about cosplay is like every time you wear a character you feel so confident and you feel like a completely different person. And that's me with Vala. She really brings out like that underlying confidence, I think. And I don't know. I just get, I, I get super carefree and then super happy when I, I am putting on like the helmet and the armor. And then you finally like put on the cape and you're like, yes, it's go time. <laughs> capes look like so much fun. I want to wear one. No capes. Yeah, once you feel you like you can feel it flowing in the wind. You're like, yeah, I got that whole Marvel look going on. <laughs> Vana for the next Marvel hero. <laughs> you guys heard it here first. Hit me up, Infinity Wars. <laughs> okay. And uh, do you have any funny stories about like what happened while you're making the cosplay, or maybe like one of the times you were wearing it? Oh my. Okay, I have a couple. <laughs> um, so. Uh, while I'm going to school, I'm still living at home, and uh, my parents are trying to remodel the home. So every time, or every once in a while, like, I'll have workers come into my room, and they'll just see, like, my craft, my huge craft table with, like, fabric everywhere, and then, like, 
when I was making um, the new armor for Vala, there was like cut out feathers everywhere and all over the floor. And I didn't know they were coming over. So I just kind of had to like sit there and explain exactly what I was doing. And <laughs> they didn't get it at all. But they're like, yeah, sure. Cool for you, I guess. I'm like, like super red in the face, like having to explain like, yeah, I, I, I make costumes. Yep. <laughs> so that's like the occasional thing I have to do. Um, one when I was wearing Valo is actually the most recent event. Um, uh, so Montana sent me an email earlier last month uh, asking me if I could you know help represent the Valiant as Vala at an esports party uh, down in Beverly Hills um, with uh, Lionsgate, which is one of the Valiant sponsors. And so part of my job was um, at the very beginning, I would help guests uh, find where the esports party was because there was a lot of events going on that day at the same hotel. Um, so late earlier, I had figured out that Noah was going and I've, I had never met Noah before up until then. And like I talked to him briefly on Twitter. He would always like retweet my stuff. and. Um, I don't know. So as soon as I like saw him, and Custa was right behind him. So I saw him and Custa in the lobby. I just had like a little moment, like, oh my gosh, is 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 actually Noah and Custa? Because <laughs> I don't know personally. Like a lot had led up to that. Because I really, again, I really respect Noah and I respect the players. So we we just kind of like had like a little moment where I was kind of like fanboy like oh my gosh it's Noah and then Noah was like oh my gosh it's Vala so <laughs> that that was the thing that happened <laughs> can confirm that Noah is a fanboy everybody you heard it here first <laughs> no Noah's so chill like he's so professional in the videos but he's like super down to earth when you meet him in person and uh, I wish I had more time to talk to both him and Custa. I, I like there was so much going on there, and I was only able to like get a couple words in. Uh, I couldn't talk to uh, Custa at all, um, but Noah, I was able to chit chat with him a little bit. Uh, but I hope I hope we get to catch up more because um, I, I feel like there's still a lot. Yeah. Uh, more that we could talk about you know yeah Noah is really cool like I had that same moment when I was at the the art gallery thing because I was like oh, really? oh god it's Noah and I didn't want to walk <laughs> up to him I didn't want to do it so like I was just walking around like going up to the second floor where the rest of the artwork was I was like I'm not going up to him my brother was like you're going up to him like I'm not going up to him I was <laughs> like no and he then he he walked up to me I'm like oh no no <laughs> you're like it's the big boss <laughs> Yeah, I completely feel you about the whole fanboy <laughs> moment. Yeah, it's like oh my gosh. But yeah, so I, I, I want to get more fun, funny stories to tell as Vala. I just have to go to more events. Hey, just word to school one day. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, see, we had a, uh, we actually had like an art show, and one of my classmates, and she's a good friend of mine. She had a booth there, and she's like, "Why didn't you bring the league here?" She's like, you could have been Vala. You could have brought like a Valiant booth over. I'm like, oh, oh I should have done that. You're right. <laughs> Damn it, Ray. I know. I had my chance. Okay, so moving on to this weekend Overwatch League. Uh, we're going to try to do this like a lot faster than we did last week because, <laughs> yeah, a lot happened. <laughs> 
We don't really have to explain the whole uh, if this team loses, this will help our chances and stuff. Because this mm-hmm. week we had the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had some pretty nice games. Uh, Wednesday, pretty standard. Uh, San Francisco Shock t- took down the Houston Outlaws, which closed mm-hmm. off their chances of being in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're so close. Yeah. There, there wasn't really much on Thursday that effect- would have affected the playoffs either. Mm-hmm. Friday, uh, again, nothing much because uh, Excelsior was going to be in anyway. Yep. Uh, London really didn't have the enough wins and the map differential would, wouldn't matter enough. But it was pretty interesting to see how uh, Dynasty took them to a map five. Yeah, it's Seoul's been like on a rocky path mm. this this stage, and it uh, it was kind of like seeing a stage two Seoul Dynasty. Yeah, like it was it's really weird because they started off strong and now they're like kind of going down again. But I'm hoping they pick it mm-hmm. back up because they were they were a pretty good team. Same. I'm kind of hoping the same thing with Spitfire because they had a similar trend. Yeah. Um. Like, like when they beat us, I I was kind of shocked. Like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, they're picking it back up. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, they're waking up again. But um, yeah, I really hope Soul does well in, in stage four. I, I hope a lot of the teams do well that weren't doing so well in stage three. I'm hoping dragons get their first win. <laughs> I know they were so close with Philly. I know. I was just I was so mad. And like, but they they took a map from Excelsior and they took a map mm-hmm. from Spitfire this past week, yeah. which is really mm-hmm. really good on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, like they're they're able to take maps because didn't they take one off of Boston too? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, because yeah. that's that's crazy for a team that has been undefeated and for just, yeah. you know, Shanghai with their track record, just able to just take one from them. What, what's really interesting about, fun. I've always found it interesting about Dragons is they can't win, but they almost always come out with at least one map. Which, has, yeah, like, while other teams will have these long streaks of full O's, after mm-hmm. the initial start of the Dragons, they have had such a good record of at least getting one map every game. Yeah, it's just, I don't, I, their, their win is so close, I can feel it. And just, they get closer and closer. And if that battle between Shanghai and Philly wasn't hype, uh, getting you hyped up enough for that win, it just, I'm thinking about what the next match is going to be like when they actually do win. I, I know, I think it was Gaguri who said it, that sometimes she can actually hear the crowd, even though those headphones are supposed mm-hmm. to be like major sound canceling. Yeah. Because that's how hyped the crowd is. It's insane. It's yeah. like probably as big as the Battle of LA. Yeah. Like, uh, it was a pretty cool week with the Shanghai, uh, Shanghai Dragons took a map off them and then Valiant taking at least one map away from Finney opened it up mm-hmm. for the Gnadiators to come in. I know mm-hmm. uh, Valiant had it pretty much 100% in as long as they took one map off of Boston, Boston Uprising because uh, mm-hmm. San Francisco Shock closed it out for Houston Outlaws. Yeah, so yeah. we just needed the one map. Well, we got yeah. it on Volskaya, I yeah. believe. Yes? Yeah. Uh, I think so. And then, like, tech, we... Actually, didn't really need the win against Fusion because it was already 100% in. We just needed to take one map away from them to net Gnadiators in. Yeah. But we won it anyway. 
Nothing much. You, <laughs> we just wanted to help out, you we, know. We our, wanted to help out the gladiators. <laughs> we wanted to have a second battle of LA, but no, Boston Uprising oh had to decide that gladiators is going to go up against them. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Thanks for taking it away, Boston. Really appreciate it. <laughs> I I was like, I was tweeting about that too. It's just like, can you imagine if it was a battle of LA? But for the stage three crown on top of the LA crown, yeah, that would have like, been the hype is. Oh my Go god, ahead. that that would have been amazing. That have been so good. Yeah, because the hype is already so huge for LA, so just adding like that little extra something on top of it. Yeah, and like I know that not a pe- the the stage finals like was sold out a while ago, so it wouldn't mm-hmm. have just been the LA fans there like it is for the Battle of LA. So mm-hmm. like I wonder if the if it would have been as hype because you're gonna have some like Boston fans and the New York fans because probably like a bunch of New York fans uh, guess that they would be in the the finals anyway and bought the tickets ahead of time and stuff. Right. Yeah. So those are, those because like I think you could tell like who's gonna go about halfway mm-hmm. if depending on the map wins. Like for Valiant, um, we were number one for a little bit and. So yeah, because of I the map differentials and the like, I think we started off with a five win streak. So yeah, we did. Yeah, so it was on top for a really long time. Yeah, so it's just it's always so hard like predicting who's gonna go in and not until like after it's already sold out. Yeah, playoffs was pretty interesting. Nadators mm-hmm. were stomped by Boston. Then Vanian was stopped by Excelsior. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it hurt, but you know, I kind of was expecting something similar. They hadn't had a chance to play against Excelsior in the actual on stage. I know they had yeah. been scrimming together, but they hadn't mm-hmm. had something on stage. So that led to it being Boston's against Excelsior for the final. And then Excelsior mm-hmm. finally ended Boston's win streak. <sighs> and that's like, that's gotta hurt. Like, your first loss is. The championships. Hey, at least they still got the, was it uh, $25,000? Oh, right? yeah, so for sure. Yeah. Probably, no, Boston works super it, hard. It probably didn't hurt that much. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're the first team to go undefeated into the playoffs mm-hmm. ever. I don't know. Everybody works super hard for their position in the playoffs. And they, they definitely all deserved to be there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm glad the Gladiators went too, just because they've really stepped up their game. Um, and we did too for as far as stage two went. Mm-hmm. And just seeing like all the progress that's being made, I'm like, yeah, you go. And I, I went when proud. Uh, what really gets me is that Coach Moon had to go back to Korea, but the Vanians still like, kept pushing forward and they managed yeah. to make it to playoffs. Like, I'm. Like, I was really sad to find out that Moon wasn't going to be here because I know that that was a big part of Vanian's, uh, like, picking themselves back up. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it shows that, like, whatever coaching he's done has stuck with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, the most important thing to take away from like, any coach is, like, is there information sticking with you? Does it, like, resonate with you? Because, like, if, uh, moving on to, like... Valiant specifically this week. Oh, you guys aren't ready for these fancy stats. No, nah, they're not too fancy. Uh, I was actually <laughs> this entire week for the like the entire week of the Overwatch like, games. I was actually out of 
the house, I was with my best friend in mm-hmm. Vegas. So I didn't really get a chance Ooh. to watch the games live. So I was like rewatching all the VODs and stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> like the rewatching, was it a Boston and Valiant game? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, <sighs> the map five. Map five always gets my heart going. <laughs> I was like, it was so close to a reverse sweep. It could have happened. Like, when the sweep started on Nepal, and mm-hmm. man, they, they really had nothing to counter Jinnity's Farah. Because when, when he was on Farah, he didn't die once. No, he like, was uncontested the whole match. And then Custa, who, when he was on Mercy, Mercy is a high priority target. All the supports are high priority yes. targets. And he still got six resurrections off, and he only died once. Oh my god! Like a resu- that's crazy. He got six of them off. Resurrects was the easiest time to kill a mercy, and still he got six of them off. Oh my god! So good. It was. It was- could, I, could I get a, a a mercy vod, please? Of hosted by Custa of how to be the best mercy in the league. VOD reviews with Custa, please. <laughs> and thank you. I am operating at peak performance levels. And then, like, the reverse sweep was looked, like, pretty strong with Route 66, mm-hmm. especially on that point B where they were basically spawn camping them. Like, they yeah. were so pushed back and they were just having free reign, just pushing and pushing. It was insane, like, see, okay... Everybody's like, all right, okay, first couple of maps are we're down, but the val- we're the valiants. We can do overtime, we can do that full hold, we can reverse sweep it if we want, we're, we're gonna make that comeback. And it was really nice seeing just you know, giving Boston a taste of their own medicine towards yeah. the end. It's like on Route 66, Bunny had 27 kills to only three deaths. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> and then Fade had 28 to 6 like all of them were they were really good at not dying and staying alive which is something like Valiant like Bunny specifically is very good at it but Valiant in general just mm-hmm. so good at it didn't have space uh, does space have like 46 limbs and 5 deaths I think I saw uh, I think so it was uh, it might, if it was not that it was the map before because space just I, I always joke around that he's a baby diva main because if, yeah. <laughs> if he gets demacked, he gets right back in mech. He is so good at staying alive in that baby diva, getting those those uh, hits on the enemy so he can get his ore charge up and just remech. Mm-hmm. And he gets so many kills as baby diva too. He's insane. I don't know how he does it. Like you're a little squishy diva, but you're still able to dominate the game. Like 150 health. You are an easy one shot from a widow. Like, boo- uh, uh, damage-boosted body shot, fully-charged Widow would kill him. Doesn't even eat the headshot. But he still is out there and getting remacked. I need to, I, I'm really hoping that they get those stats page up. Because uh, I want to see the stats of how many mechs he's called. Yeah. Just throughout, oh, just one map. Like even even the D suits with the self destructs to re mech, like he does, he's like he's so good at it. I love his diva so much. I'm so glad he's 18. So <laughs> glad he can play again. Finally, yeah. That last map they they ended up losing it, 
But it was mm-hmm. still like they took it all the way. That was the one game I actually got to see live. Because I, I had just gotten oh, home. Yeah, and not uh knife as in like on the phone. Because I was out in Vegas and I'm like, oh wait, the game's on. Like, can I still catch some of it? I think I was in the middle of making dinner with oh, my yeah. with my best friend. And I just like put it up on my phone. And like she has no idea what Overwatch is. She doesn't play video games. Oh much. gosh. Like <laughs> the the most she plays is Mario Kart. That's what we do. <laughs> so trying to explain it to her. So I just like have the phone there. And it's uh the map three of map five and i'm just like yes yes do it yes yes and she's just like kind of looking and at the same time she's like getting invested in it she has no okay. idea she has no idea what's going on but she's still like watching like oh oh <laughs> <laughs> see now the next step is to actually get her to the stadium maybe i'll see if i can actually do that we have a like, potential valiant fan it's like she has no idea what overwatch is but i'll drag her there anyway <laughs> Hey, that's how that's how good that game was. That this person who knows nothing about this game probably doesn't even know the name of it. It's never heard about it before. Mm-hmm. God, like interested. Yeah, and that's like the thing with Overwatch too. It's starting to become, I don't want to say like mainstream, but it's definitely starting to open up more eyes. Because um, I think I was talking, I was talking with somebody at the Lionsgate event, and. Um, they told me that, you know, over 44 million people are playing this game. It's, like, one of the most popular games. One of, like, if you check on Twitch, for a while, it's, like, the one, number one game. But as usual, it, like, drops down. And I think League took over. And then uh, Fortnite took over. But it's mm-hmm. always one of the top games being played. Yeah. And then you have the League that is just, like, no other. Yeah. Vanid games are just so good to watch. And, like, the Vanid versus Finny game. That was the game where I had just come home and I had taken like a two hour nap. I wake mm-hmm. up and the first map is done. I'm like, uh, do I watch or do I go back <laughs> to sleep? Uh, I'll watch. So I, yeah. <laughs> I grab my headphones. I'm like watching it on my phone because I don't have the energy to get up and get my laptop. I was like, oh, wait, I should join the viewing party on Discord. I join it. I'm like, <laughs> hey, guys, I'm back. I'm like, hey, Bookworm. So it's the viewing party is always so nice, so welcoming. I love it. Mm-hmm. I like, Highly recommend. And then, like, oh, it was just so good to watch. Like, that one we won, but still had to be taken to map five. Yes. <laughs> it's not a Valiant game unless it's a map five. Hey, it's probably an LA team thing because <laughs> gladiators had that streak of map fives earlier this yeah, day <laughs> i just i think it was hydration it was like i never want to see another map five again <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry hydration you gotta you're part of the la group now yeah it was like it was a great game um Volskaya and like bunny po- bunny always seems to pop off on Volskaya. he pops off in general but i'm just like remembering like a few games ago where he got like an amazing stick two or three kill on there uh-huh. and like this time he around he got like 28 kills to five death nice. yeah <laughs> you know we, there's always a joke that vanian's bad at two cp like in the viewing party whenever vanian like gets steamrolled on the first push so like yeah guys don't worry it's two cp we got it's two cp we, we know. I know. I'll see that in the chat sometimes on Discord. They're like, no, the game's over. Why are we losing? Like, guys, don't worry. We got it. <laughs> it's 2CP. Even if we lose, 
We still gave them a run for their money. Yeah. Like, as long as Vanden gets both points at least once, it's a, yeah. good, it's a good game for Vanden. Have faith in the team. Trust Coach Moon. Yeah. They're like, and that one's one of the ones they won. So, like, we did good on 2CP for one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, chat. The, a few episodes ago, Chad and I were like making our predictions for next week. And we're like, oh, they have lost Gaia. It's probably going to be a draw because it's draw sky. It's something like that. And like, <laughs> then they like point out a win on both skies. I'm like, oh, wait, no, mm-hmm. never mind. <laughs> when you thought. <laughs> the Valiant will always prove, almost always prove you wrong. When you, you can't really make predictions with maps because they're 99.9% going to totally i don't know what i'm trying to say here but <laughs> they they push they pull stuff out of nowhere yeah that, there you go that that's the word i'm looking for well, <laughs> welcome to podcasting where we forget what english is <laughs> i just started rambling i'm like oh i don't know where i'm going with that one yeah like off that tangent and back to the to the game uh like on nepal agilities has amazing flexibility he was on zarya for one of the one of the uh, maps of Nepal, and five of his seven kills were high energy kills. Just like, oh, it's, oh it's so good to have a high energy Zarya. So much fun, and he didn't die once at Zarya, so he was <laughs> keeping that. He was keeping that energy there. He was, <laughs> that does so much damage. Soon was. Like showing off his tracer guard at nine kills, no deaths. Like mm-hmm. there he is. Soon as tracer is what he's known for, and he was popping off. Soon, soon. God, oh, it's so, like I keep having people being like, "Why are they booing soon?" Like, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so, they're cheering for him. That's how they cheer. It's soon. I, I promise you, <laughs> it's not what you think. I've had so many people like, oh, that's so mean. They were booing for him when the camera was on. I'm like, no, no, it's a cheer. <laughs> uh, they were it's doing... a good thing. Happy positive thoughts. Like, I didn't actually uh, get to watch on of uh, Valiant against Excelsior. Because that was on oh, mm-hmm. Sunday. Uh, and my family had made plans to go see uh, the New Avengers movie. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm at the dinner. I'm like at the table eating lunch. I have the game up. My brother's next to me. We're watching it, and I'm quickly eating a taco that my mom brought <laughs> back from um, this one thing my cousin was doing. Like, yeah, unos tacos, cométanos. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like kind of stuffing them down my my mouth, just trying to finish it before we had to leave. And I was just like keeping tabs on the game. But then when we got into the theater, I had to turn off my phone and stuff. I no. come, and I come out and I see the score. I'm like, oh, no. Oh. I know. But I'm happy that soon got the first pickoff on Pine in the Widow battle. Uh, definitely. Yeah. That was something that... It, it was, soon versus Pine is what a lot of people were looking forward to. I know, like, Puckett was talking about it previously. Like, um, they were talking about the Valiant going to the playoffs. He's like, soon versus Puckett. I can watch that all day. Or soon versus, soon versus Pine. Versus Pucket. Okay, I would actually pay to see soon versus Pucket. But soon versus Pine, we we finally got to see it, and it it lived up to the hype for sure. 
It's like, Seon is such a good hit scan. Like, mm-hmm. he's known for his tracer, but he's such a good hit scan. And mm-hmm. sometimes he can be a bit inconsistent on Widow. His McCree is phenomenal. But, like, he, when, he, when he's in the game, when he's focused, he can pop off. And it's mm-hmm. so good. So good. That's exactly what he did on Junkertown versus New York. He just was popping off. It would have been nice if they could have at least gotten one map, but... Because, like, they were doing very, very well on Junkertown. Uh, they mm-hmm. just, like, pushed through the first two points very, very quickly. They were stopped at the last one, but it's Junkertown. Everybody gets stopped at the end. Yeah. And, like, I was, I was so sure they were, go- they were going to be able to hold it, and they were going to at least take Junkertown. But they I know. We, <laughs> so... we went down the same way the Gladiators went down on that map. <laughs> Yeah, it's the last point. It's the it's the NA curse. <laughs> NA curse. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, we I, we had the same score as the gladiators. I we think. did, we did. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but th- there's always next uh, next stage because like starting off next stage, Vadian's going up against Soul Dynasty on Wednesday, mm-hmm. the sixteenth. Yeah, sixteenth. Yes. And Vadian's done pretty well against Dynasty, I believe. Well. Mm-hmm. Two to one against them. Yes, yes. we. I, I think we four to them the past two games. We yeah. played against them. So we, we but, we've shown some good play. There is the change in the meta going though. So what's Brigitte now? Uh, oh no! What, what I'm <laughs> hoping that at the very least her nerf comes in for the Overwatch League. That um, oh. her shield bash was uh, made slightly smaller, and That's her Rani was change from 150 to 100 armor given mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but even then that's gonna it's oh i i'm i have not played comp just because i want to avoid her until all of her nerves come in oh mm-hmm. yeah it's annoying right now like, i've <laughs> played a couple matches i watch my friends and i just see them being booped around and mm-hmm. going everywhere and like it's nice to see ryan back in the meta yeah because i know that numnoct is known for his ryan i'm like i can hope that this means that he'll be put in yeah you know who's also um been playing around with the new meta Hmm? verbo oh i've seen he he has his like brigitte oni account right now Mm -hmm. yeah he's been playing a lot of brigitte i'm like are we gonna see verbo and brigitte because yes please (laughs) you know it's gonna be very interesting to see all that Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the second oh, then the, the second game okay, that uh, yeah. The second game that week is going to be Vanit against Dragons and Yeah, I wanna see Dragons win, but not against the Vanit. Yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> Can you guys like hold off on your win until after we play? Yeah, yeah. You guys <laughs> you guys go against the fuel like dragons set off on the fuel on mm-hmm. Wednesday. So take your win against the fuel. Yep. yep and then please. uh we don't have to feel bad about Vanit like taking the win from you guys. I was like, can we adopt Gregory, please? <laughs> like, oh god, no, this whole team is so good, mm-hmm. but it's just they haven't developed like the rest of the league. Like, they, the, I think the add-ons came way too late. All the all the players they've yeah. added are so good, and the coordination has gotten a lot better. But it was just like a nil to eight, and all the the rest of the teams have improved, and they mm-hmm. have started to improve. Just a nil to eight. Yeah, because like the all the other teams or the majority of them have already found like what works best for them. 
mm-hmm. as far as like the players and strats, but Shanghai is still like they're they almost have it figured out, I feel like. Yeah. But again, they're late to the party. Yeah, I'm just like get 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 the get the win against fuel so mm-hmm. we can get the win against them and we don't have to feel bad. <laughs> so yeah. uh what would what are your predictions for Vanians against Dynasty? Okay. So Dynasty just four owed Houston. Um, which wasn't really you know, nobody really expected that. Um I don't I I I still think Valiant's gonna come out on top just because we've been pretty consistent with them. Um but as far as like it'll have to depend on what the maps are and with the whole new meta, because Hanzo's abilities are coming oh, in too yeah, for this new meta, let right? Let me see if I can. Uh, the maps for that game are going to be uh, Blizzard World, and that's going to be the updated Blizzard World with the okay. changed uh, points on point. Okay. Uh, the second point, mm-hmm. Nuna Economy, two CP. Ugh. Nuna Horizon. Con- I-, I can't wait until Horizon gets that update. Because it looks so good. Yeah, I feel, it looks really nice. I feel like it's going to be very good because of the change and how you get to the high ground, to the no ground, the no room change on the bottom. I think it's going to be very, very good. Mm-hmm. And aesthetically, I feel like it fits its story a lot better. A lot better. It, it, it's not just gray walls anymore. Mm-hmm. Then, and with just like a little bit of plants. Because like, it's, suppo- it's supposed to be that the gorillas kind of took over and killed the scientists by knowing them into space. <laughs> so... <laughs> Very morbid, but yeah. that's, that's the story of what happened. Yeah, that's so, so much th- I feel like <laughs> the map should reflect that. And I'm really glad that it's going to reflect that from now on. Yeah. Have you seen, like, all the paw prints on yeah. the... Um, or hand prints? Yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah. I'm yeah. Glad, like, it'd be nice if that would be in by, for the league, but I know it's not going to be done in time. No. Uh, um, but I do think Valiant is going to win against Soul Dynasty. Yeah. But we'll just have to see yeah. what happens with the, the meta. It's also Nijang Tower, which Vanian's done pretty... Vanian, in general, um, does good in uh, control, so... Yes. And then it's going to be Gibraltar, which we haven't seen in a while. I think, that's been, like, since stage one, right? I stage think one or so. two? Wow, okay. All right, hey, Gibraltar, how are you? Because it wasn't in this NAS map rotation, and I honestly cannot remember the last time Vanian played it. So even when it was in the last rotation, Valiant Bunny got to play it. So that's going to be interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I'm with you that I feel like Valiant's going to take it, but I'm thinking maybe like 3-2. Yeah, it might be close. Yeah. It's a different meta. The yeah, because we don't gonna, know. Yeah, Nessa Woods slightly changed. We got mm-hmm. uh, Gibraltar coming in after so long of not being there. Mm-hmm. So. Nuna Colony is back in because I believe they were not in this NAS rotation or if they were, Valiant didn't play it often. No. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be pretty interesting. And then what are your predictions against Dragons? Uh, I think we know what the prediction is. I mean... I, I feel really bad, but I, we're going to 4 them. Yeah, probably. But like, what's cool is King's Row is coming back into the rotation. And King's Row mm-hmm. is known to be a very good map for, like, I love uh, Reinhardt and Zarya combos. I'm not sure how mm-hmm. well it's going to mesh with the new meta. but Brigitte's they, insane yeah, because, on King's Row. So that's going to be pretty interesting because I know that Giguri has played quite a bit of Brigitte and she loves her. Mm-hmm. And she's also amazing at Zarya. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Giguri's been known for her Zarya. 
It's also like it was also it's also pretty good for widow on that map if you get uh mm-hmm. surprisingly like if you get the right high points it can be very good and they I believe it's auto the hit scan that's very good. Yes. So auto versus soon. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because or um or because auto also plays Genji, right? Uh yes. Y- yeah, no, so we could yes, see yeah. Gen- uh, yeah, auto Genji versus agility's Genji. That's gonna be nice to see. Because mm-hmm. it's also like a good like because of the choke point, it's also good for spam. So the uh, mm-hmm. which is why Zarya is good, but also uh, a Genji to deflect the spam is would be nice. Like it's gonna mm-hmm. it's gonna be interesting to see what goes on there. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, we gotta slay the dragon again. Yeah, I f- I feel it's gonna be the four O. Maybe mm-hmm. the 3-1. I'm kind of hoping it's the 3-1, even though I want Vanyan to have the map differential like, yeah. thing. But it's, I, want, I want dragons to get maps. I want them to do well. Mm-hmm. Like, if they take it to a map 5, I would not be disappointed in Vanyan because like, it'll, it'll be nice to see how much the dragons have improved. Yeah, it's, I, I'm ready for that Shanghai comeback story. Yeah. <laughs> Like, there is going to be no shame in losing to the dragons, because that's going to be, like, just... They have improved that much. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so... I feel I've, It's going to be, like... At least Vanyan gets the game against uh, dragons out early, so I don't have mm-hmm. to feel, like, guilty later on in this game. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is just practice, you guys. Yeah. This is yeah. practice for when um, you guys take on Soul Dynasty and anybody else so we're just gonna scrim with you a little bit but the points actually matter (laughs) like uh upcoming events for vanyan uh yeah let's see ah ah my thing isn't okay now it's open uh (laughs) we got the girls in gaming summit Mm mm-hmm uh, that's going to be the 19th. I was hoping to go, but apparently it's sold out. I'm going to have to message Steve about that later. I'm hoping I can go. Come um, through, Steve. You said you were planning to go, right? As of right now, yes. Um, I'm not sure how much I can talk about it, though, <laughs> since not a whole lot has been planned. But uh, right now, I am expecting to go to the, uh, the Girls Gaming Summit. Yeah, and then those the pride party all the way in June on the tenth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and I realized that we, we kind of forgot to talk about the Valiant videos. <laughs> 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 you know, I'm gonna blame this on Chad not being here to remind us. But last week I had to remind him about the uh, Valiant events. So I guess this is like karma or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Chad. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I didn't get to watch the latest episode that they had of Becoming Valiant. But you said you did, right? Yes. Um, I don't remember the name. I've only, like, I just uh, watched it, it right before and we started. Yeah, like, I, I just started to, or I finished it right before we started the podcast. So I don't remember their names, but it's a married couple who works for the Valiant. And it just goes over, the video talks about, like, how they met. Like the the wife the met her husband a freshman um, dance class, and she actually fell and broke her ankle. So the um, the guy or future husband messages her saying, "Oh, can I come over and we could just hang out since you uh, broke your ankle?" And 
the, they've just been together ever since and got married. And now they're working for the Valiant together. They're a part of the Valiant street team. So they do like help organize some of the events. and mm -hmm. yeah. Like um, photo booths and sign or making signs. Mm -hmm. And they, they talk about how they play Overwatch together all the time. And how they will only play characters that complement each other. So they can still like, you know, work together even though they're playing with four other people. And then another video that came out with this week is uh, representing Red Nine. I was not able to watch that one either. Like I mentioned earlier, I was not home for a good portion of this week. And I was like, oh, wait, what do I have to get ready? What do I have to get ready? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did watch that one too, though. Yeah. So um, it was a party for the uh, LGBTQ plus community. And it was just introducing... Um, people, or it was showing people that um, if you're in the LGBT, oh, I can't speak today, LGBTQ community, you can still be a part of esports. It's a very welcoming and loving and safe environment, and it's just there's no judgment at all that you would typically or get, you know, from random people. Um, so it's just showing that the Valiant is a safe place uh, where there's no judgment and we're just all here to have fun and be a team and a community. That's something I very, like, I really like about Valiant because I'm, I'm pretty open, like, online. Mm -hmm. I can't be too open in person because mm -hmm. of, you know, personal reasons. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I'm pretty open about the fact that I like girls. Uh, so every time like, I'm in a viewing party, sometimes I'll be like, uh, Mercy, marry me, please. <laughs> and I, I, I think one of the first viewing parties I was ever in, a girl, I do not remember who she was, but she was like, I'm gay, but I would marry any of the Vanyan players. And uh, like, that is such a mood. Like, that, that really <laughs> said it. That said it. Like, it was... And nobody, nobody was like, uh, okay. Like, everybody was just like, yeah, yeah, agreeing. <laughs> like, it, was, it was so nice. Like, we, most handsome team. 10 out of 10. It really is the most handsome team. <laughs> like, I can be on like, oh, his somber play makes me so gay. I can, I can, be, <laughs> I can be as open as I want with the Valiant community. And I, I don't have to feel scared i don't have to feel like someone's gonna try to tell me something mm -hmm. attack me in any way mm -hmm. like i don't i don't have to deal with that with valiant yeah and that's something like uh representing redline was about too was just d doing exactly what you just explained right there where you could be as open as you want and nobody's gonna attack you for it mm -hmm. And then uh, the last video that was released was uh, nicely titled Back from in and out Agenities in 90 <laughs> Seconds. <laughs> He's walking out with all this in and out gear. He looked so awkward. I was like... <laughs> I remember him mentioning on one of his streams that he feels very awkward with like interviews and stuff. So I'm like, oh, oh no. He was just oh. so awkward now. Oh no, poor Brady. But I like that they're kind of embracing the joke and like they're just kind of running with it. It's just, it's Yeah, why not? <laughs> and it was pretty funny video, just you know, giving us a little insight on 
I like the 90 second videos though, because it gives us even more insight on the players. Yeah. And like who they are, you know? You get these funny little things like him talking about how he got into gaming because his mom played Crash Bandicoot. Mm-hmm. Like little things like that. It's very, it's nice to learn these things about them. Like, Oh yeah, for sure. Because you feel more of a personal yeah. connection. It's like it, it's so you. It's very easy to put somebody on a pedestal and forget they're an actual person mm-hmm. when they are like a pro player or they are a celebrity, all this stuff. And these no videos like remind you, like no, no, this is an actual person. This is somebody who exists in real life. Yeah, it's somebody who's working. Um, ooh, tap my desk. Uh, it's someone who's working, you know, just like you for their goals and their dreams, and you know they have to they have to do everyday things just like how you would. It's not like they step on the stage and then disappear all of a sudden, and then they only come back when it's time to play the game again. So uh, I believe that's the end of it because <laughs> uh, forgetting the discuss the videos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to blame that on chat not being here. Quick editor's note before we got on to the rest of EV talk. This is Zaza, the editor of Voicing Valiant. And I'm here to let you know that between when the podcast was recorded and right now, Blizzard announced that they're teaming up with the Breast Cancer Research Foundation to release a special limited time only Mercy skin available from the 8th to the 21st of May, as well as pink Mercy shirts available on the Blizzard gear store. All the proceeds of this are going to be going to the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. There will also be charity streams running each and every day up until the 21st that will provide viewers with opportunities to unlock four special sprays and a player icon. This is a really great cause. I really commend Blizzard for doing this. And I just wanted everyone to know that it was going on because I know it's going to be about a week until the actual cast is going to be able to talk about it. Anyway... Now back to your valiantly scheduled podcast. So, Nick, I guess that moves us on to our open mic section. Uh, I did not see anything on Twitter this week, but we were asked on the Discord to maybe talk a bit about uh, the new, how the new comp season, the new patches, all this stuff is mm. going to affect and what's going on. Okay. So, like, starting out with uh, the characters then? Yeah. Like, we covered it, we covered it a bit in uh, when we were talking about how Vanya's going to do next stage mm-hmm. but yes uh brigitte's coming in she is now in comp yes oh no chef <laughs> yeah. what have you done <laughs> like it's um it's nice to have a change in meta but her change in meta is just a little <sighs> she's so hard oh, okay no so um i mostly main support i can swap the dps if i need to so when I'm on support, I am main healer, Mercy, and Moira. I can only evade her um, as Moira, but only for so long. It, it's just, I don't... When she ults, she kind of speeds up a little bit, and she has so much health. She has 400 health by the time she's done with her ult, or maybe a little bit over 400. So that's, like, permanent. Um same thing with her team. She just adds on armor that's permanent after her ult, which makes it even harder to defend a point because they just rush in and her flail just kind of ruins the backline. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I really hope her nerf comes in because she's so difficult. Uh, there was this one streamer that I talk to sometimes. He's really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. He does a lot of videos on like, oh, this is how you... He has some tips on this uh, hero. His name's Karku. No, I guess shameless plug okay. for him. Because he, he's really cool. He's do, he does... He is very good at uh, like analyzing the heroes coming up with tips and them. He usually has a guest with him who helps him out with the tips a bit. And he has some thoughts about Vegite. And mm-hmm. one of the things he pointed out was that what most will do is that the ult before the fight even begins. So yep. that way the armor stacks up and everybody has 150 added armor. Yep. So that. what he was... Uh, <laughs> That's my comp game yesterday. He was saying that his biggest issue is that because of this rally before the team starts and stuff, who, whichever Vegite gets her ult first, has the advantage for the rest of the game. Like, the entirety of the game. Mm Because once she builds up that rally and uses it, she can gain her ult again while her team still has that armor. Yeah, the amount of health and armor that she shells out is nuts. Because it racks up very quickly. Her entire team will have that armor. And she doesn't, like... You think, oh, use it during the fight. So she has the added speed and she's keeping her team up. But no, no. Just they use it beforehand to get that boost. They mm-hmm. go into the next team fight. She builds up her ult during that team fight and her team will use some of that armor. But they still have the added 150 health that keeps them from dying during that team fight. So they are most likely going to win it unless they get like a diva bomb that wipes out the team. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of nerfs, Tracer's getting a nerf too. Yeah. Her pulse bomb. I don't think the pulse bomb is that big had Brigitte not come in. Because mm-hmm. the, the nerf in the damage was something else kind of needed. Uh, it was way too easy, easy to get a team wipe with it. Mm-hmm. And when, when it shouldn't do that much. Right. Yeah. But it, sh- it still can easily pick off a squishy. You can still yes. mow down like half of a tank's health. And if they're already pretty low, you can just take them out with it. So it's, a, it's still a very good odd had Brigitte not come in. Well, she gives the added armor, which makes it harder, even if it sticks for her to gain that kill. And it's so easy to take off because Brigitte has a one-shot combo thing. Where, uh, I believe it's mm-hmm. shield bash, one hit, and then the flail. rocket nail. Which yeah. does 150 damage. Oh, I've had my fair share of those. They're not it's, fun. It's so bad. Like, she... <laughs> like, Tracer needed a nerf. But the, but the added hero was like a double nerf to her. I still feel like she's going to be played in certain situations. She's not going to become yes. a, like, no pick. But she's not as powerful as she was before. No. Um, I think there's just going to have to be... With Tracer's nerf, there's going to have to be more coordination. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's gonna be kind of more of like Widowmaker when somebody plays Tracer. The team's gonna have to play around her ult now. Yeah, a little bit more. Cause like, what would what's still good is that it still does quite a bit of damage. Takes mm-hmm. out pretty much any squishy. It can be used, I guess, to help like burst down a Brigitte who has ulted, so she doesn't have that extra armor. But yeah, you just, just gotta sneak behind her yeah. when you do that. There's a, there's a lot of things you can do with it. Because mm-hmm. so cool. her shield does the same thing that Reinhardt's does. Like, 
Um, it can stop a diva bomb from killing her. It can stop a pulse bomb from killing her. Okay. And if she drops her shield, like it can drop, and she just has to back up it's a just bit. A little, a little smaller. But the those, the the yeah. openings. Her shield's pretty small. Like any McCree can just like flashbang her slightly to the side, and she will drop the shield for a second while she's stunned. So I feel like McCree's probably gonna be pretty good yep. with that. Like the the change in meta is just. Mm-hmm. crazy i really think this is where agilities can shine though um with the new uh meta because farah really counters brigitte if you know how to play uh farah really well yeah because because Bri- Bri- brigitte can do nothing against farah she has no long-range attack she is uh mine close range snipe mid with her rocket nail but those it's kind of snow, so even if she uses mm-hmm. it, she can't always hit the Farah. Yeah, she has to get super close to the Farah if she wants to even try to get that more da- off. But the closer you get to the Farah, it's Fara, easier to get the direct shot. The more dangerous it's going to be for you. The, and so. the boops are going to be needed. Like, it's mm-hmm. boop meta right now. Yes, it is. <laughs> One good thing I've seen is that Anna's back in meta. She's played a lot more now. Uh, the burst healing she does, and she's very good with a Reinhardt. Mm-hmm. So her comeback is partially because of Brigitte's like, change going on. It's, it's, so, it's so interesting how one hero has completely changed everything. I feel like that's how it should be, but it shouldn't be this drastic. Yeah. yeah. Ha- okay, here's a question for you. Have you um, fought against the nano-boosted Brigitte? Yes, and I still cry at night. Yeah, it gives me nightmares. <laughs> It's crazy how much Ana's changing the game now. Because um, now with the whole... After the whole Mercy nerf, uh, there's a sudden opportunity for all these healers to come in, and they have been. And now I think, even though Mercy is still uh, really... Uh, she's still a pretty powerful pick, you're able to kind of substitute in Ana for her now. Like, Ana and Moira... That's a lot of healing. Yeah, like Mercy's still very powerful with her res, but she isn't a mm-hmm. must pick anymore, which is nice. But Brigitte yes. has kind of become that must pick. If the enemy has one, you need one yourself. Especially in competitive. Which is like, that's something that nobody wants. Nobody wants a must pick. That's the reason there was that big issue with Mercy is because she was a must pick at one point. Yeah. And she was that must pick for so long because Blizzard just didn't know how to nerf her correctly. They'd nerf her. She wouldn't be as powerful, but she'd still be the must pick until they took off the instant res. Mm-hmm. And now she's back to being a high pick, but not a must pick. They have Which to, is what all characters should be. Yeah, they, have to, they have to do something about it, like the change in her shield bash, because on PTR right now, I believe it hasn't yet to be implemented. Her mm-hmm. shield bash uh, hitbox has been reduced by 33%. Mm-hmm. Now, it's... It's uh, both to help the enemy and help the Brigitte herself. That way she's more accurate on who she uses her shield bash against. And the yes. enemy can, ease, can evade it more easily. Before it was like a bit bigger than her shield. So it was like the hitbox was kind of, uh, I guess... A little wonky. <laughs> it was a little deceiving. And it was harder yeah. to evade it because you didn't realize just how, like, how big it was. Because mm-hmm. as an enemy, you would think that she was dashing to somebody next to you, but it hits you. Yeah. So it throws you completely off guard. And it it works because maybe she's going again. She's going for the tracer, and she ends up getting the roadhog by mistake. 
Zwilthag mm-hmm. has a pretty big hitbox. And so it, it helps her be more accurate and helps uh, the players evade her. It's good. Mm-hmm. There's also the nerf to her Rani and sub 150. It's 100 health added, but it's armor health. And armor health has that reduced uh, damage take. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact stats, and I know there's like no easy place to find it like, besides like digging through Reddit. But there was a percentage of uh, damage that is like some damage is cut in half, and depending depending on how much damage done, I believe it's like under five damage, you only do half as much damage, and then mm-hmm. above that, it's like five damage is taken away. So something that does 150 damage only does 145, something like that. It's not those aren't the exact stats. I just can't find how much it actually does at the moment. <laughs> it sounds pretty accurate to me. Well, that's pretty much how it is. It, which is why stuff like Moira is very bad against a diva who has her armor because she can't. She mm-hmm. has nothing to do the burst damage and her uh, biotic grasp. Right, that's what it's called. Her, yes, her, her thing that sucks out health. <laughs> yes, it, it does very little damage. So at, over time. It does quite a bit, but at the moment, it does little, which is why she has a hard time against a diva that has armor. Uh, the, having Boy. 150 armor? It's crazy. It's just... It's so, it makes the game so difficult. And when you have heroes that have a shield in front of it, like a Zen, the shield is what's depleted first instead of the armor. So mm-hmm. you can do like 150 damage to him. But he will still have that armor and he just has mm-hmm. to like run back, get healed up or like stick out of the fight for two seconds so his shield replenishes itself by itself. And then he still has that armor and he still has like 400 health. It completely changes. They're like her healing completely changes the game. Mm-hmm. Like no matter who she heals, like her ability to heal can be like the, sh- the thing that shifts the whole entire game. Because she has a very good amount of burst healing with her E. It's on a mm-hmm. cooldown at least, but it's so much. It's honestly, I don't think it's a long enough cooldown. It's it's crazy. Brigitte's crazy, and she's doing so much. Yeah, and it's it's pretty frustrating for DPS, but hopefully, I she'll get a. I'm hoping for a longer cooldown. It'd be it'd um, be nice to have a longer cooldown on her shield bash. Her E doesn't. Maybe slightly longer, but it's kind of good where it's at. But it's like, Brigitte is just completely changed things. So she's basically an off tank. Even though she, she doesn't completely fill that role, she kind of works in it. Yeah, she does. She's like meant to be with the tanks. Yeah. I'm very, very scared to play competitive. <laughs> also, uh, speaking of changes... Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard rumors that Moira would actually be getting a buff. Uh, um, I don't remember. Like, rumors that um, her biotic grasp, um, it would turn kind of turn into some, the way Symmetra works with her left click. Like, it would s- slowly become more powerful. Uh, I haven't heard about that, but if it is, I'm kind of scared. Like, she doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't have the hard knock that Sim had. She has a soft knock. But it's mm-hmm. still kind of hard to get away from it at times. Yeah, her so, beam is pretty long. I feel, I feel like she does, she's fine where she's at. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like Moira should be changed. At first, I, did, I felt like she should have a bit of a nerf. But where she's at now, it's fine. Perfectly fine. 
Yeah, especially with Brigitte in the game. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested about the Symmetra nerfs. Not nerfs. Re- rework. 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 I, her changes sound amazing. Finally, she's being put into the defense category. Yeah. as where she should have been all along. Because uh, the first rework made her a lot of fun to play. And she was played more. But with mm-hmm. all the other changes that went on, she just fell off again. And, yes. And I don't feel... I feel like this is way too long of a wait because she wasn't played at all at all in overwatch nig she has i think one second played because muma didn't switch off her quickly enough when he was joking around in spawn yeah (laughs) that's like the one one second she's been played exactly and then um tor was only pulled out uh with the outlaws i think jake picked him yeah we've seen an attack torb before (laughs) we've seen symmetra (laughs) come on guys come on (laughs) Get your priorities straight. Like, it's, uh, it's very interesting. Uh, a lot of changes are being made with her. She does not have a photon barrier, which is that barrier that would continuously walk forward. Yes. Uh, I, that was very fun to use. I remember my friends would be like, hey, hey, quick, shoot a shield up there. And I'd shoot a shield through a hallway, and he'd like run through it on Genji, pull out his blade, and just like mow through them. And he'd use oh he'd gosh. use the shield to get past all the spam that's being shot through the through the corridor, and like uh-huh. that's what I really liked about it. But seeing that it's being changed to an ultimate with an indefin- indefinitely long and high shield at five thousand health, it's mm-hmm. like whoa! It's like two and a half Reinhardt shields. Like that shield can take on five diva orts. At close range. Because at close range, uh, it, she does a thousand health damage. What? That's going to change the sniper game, too. Yeah. Because you, can, you can't just be like, spam the shield so I can, I can get a pick on the back. Because like, I always hit my friend who's a widow main. He's always mm-hmm. like, spam the shield, spam the shield. And they'll spam the shield, they mow it down, and he can get picks off. You can't do mm-hmm. that against 5,000 health. No. I really... <laughs> that's the one thing I'm nervous about, Symmetra, is like... <laughs> Um, just widow mains not being able to help their team anymore. But at the same time, I don't feel like she's going to be a must pick, so that shield yeah. won't always be there. It's also yeah. very interesting to see that her uh, ability is going to be changed. Like her sh- teleporter is changed from a ultimate to a cooldown ability, where she mm-hmm. can. It's her E button, I think. I believe it's her E, and her uh, her turrets will be her shift. Mm-hmm. And what's really cool is like she she opens, she can set a a teleporter up to twenty five feet in front of her, twenty five feet around onto that, so she can put. Oh, she can shoot the teleporter. Yeah, she shoots the teleporter. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. (laughs) So she could shoot one up into the high ground in an area that like maybe only Widowmakers can get to, and when Mm -hmm. she does that, the teleporter opening will appear in front of her. And serve and spawn. Oh my gosh. So she could shoot her, te- her teleporter behind enemy nines, like right behind them, right in front of her. People completely walk through it and just pop up behind them. Stuff like that can happen. Uh, oh my, that's going to keep you on your toes it, for... It's go- oh no. Uh, I don't believe they released how long the teleporter will be up, but it looks like it has like indefinite like, teleports. Until it's destroyed uh-huh. or it runs out of, like, time. 
like you know maybe it's up for 10 seconds and 20 right. people can go through it in those 10 seconds that's how it's sounding mm-hmm. right now uh both the entrance and the exit can be attacked and i believe it has 90 health now i'm doubting myself <laughs> You can exit how you normally do, except you can you can place it up to 25 meters away and stuff right in front of you, and the entrance will be in front of you. Uh, and oh then it's oh, it's the health has been lowered, but to 300 health. So it's like a snipe. Uh, it's the it's a snipey buff, uh, squishy. I'm guessing that it has shield health because that's how much the uh, mm-hmm. that's what the teleporter had originally. Right. So that's. So while you can't heal it, it'll heal itself over time if you don't kill it right away. Both the entrance and the exit are you can damage them. So yeah. Oh boy, that's gonna be yeah. interesting. And there's been a big change to her turrets and stuff. Her just like placing them on a wall and having to be a certain like she can't be too far away from the wall or she can't place them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. She shoots them out like a projectile. I'm so excited for that part. I'm just so, going to shoot turrets all over the map. Which is, that's, <laughs> that's really fun because places where I couldn't put turrets before, which would be awesome places to put them without having like a May boost me or something. Yeah, I, can, exactly. I can put them there. And you can get super sneaky with them too. Uh, from, what I've heard, from what I've read, uh, you cannot shoot the projectile to destroy them. You can only destroy them once they've attached to the wall. And once they attach to the wall, it's like how Sim would have normally attacked them. Okay. Uh, they do more damage now, and they oh, no. snow you down more. Oh no! But the trade-off is that she can only put up three, and she can only stack up to three. Oh, okay. So, it's, so instead of the six, it's the three. Well, that sounds really balanced then. You just gotta. So, yeah. You just gotta be mindful of where those little those little suckers are. It's going to be pretty interesting, all the changes she's going through, mm-hmm. especially being finally moved to defense. Yes. Because I guess she was a support if you use her shield gen. But that's pretty much it. And like, yeah. originally, what, and like, what's funny is I saw this one person was like, why doesn't she do this instead? Like, that's what she originally did. <laughs> what, they were say, what they were saying is that she should instead be able to like, give people shields. That was her original ability yeah oh gosh that was so long ago yeah you'd have to constantly tap people and like you get a shield you get a shield you get a shield shield. that was her original ability like guys are asking her to go back to (laughs) sim to the first sim what when she wasn't being played at all this is unheard of i guess i guess it's been so long that people forgot that's what actually happened yeah or they're just new and they're like Oh my gosh. Yeah. She's so broken. Uh, also, a change to her gun, instead of it being a hard knock, which racks up damage, she's going to get something similar to Zarya's beam. Oh. Uh, but it, uh, the, it will still rack up damage if it's continuous be- hitting someone. Oh, okay. Okay. Which would be, yeah. So instead of her being able to like knock onto a squishy, it ranks up to level three, and she can just like nip it onto the next squishy and mow them down in less than a second. Okay. She has <laughs> she has to actually actually have like decent tracking. Okay. Good. It's not just like oh, I'll turn this way and it'll automatically lock on. Cause it, like I love playing Symmetra. Mm-hmm. She's super fun. It, 
she is like, she's so much fun to play and i used to like i believe last season i had a hundred percent win rate on her because i only played her on oh two games gosh. i think yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i want to be able to play her and yeah. not have people be like uh don't play her play this instead nobody likes a one trick i'm like i'm not a one trick <laughs> i know i have what I'm doing. i have more hours on every other hero except for symmetra and comp <laughs> right now I'm still kind of iffy about her ult. I'm not sure exactly how helpful it's gonna be. Uh, I'm. It's yeah. <laughs> I, I'm with you on it on that one. Because on certain maps that have like a really hard choke, it's gonna be great. Yeah, so it kind of forces the enemy to go through. Yeah, you. They force them onto their side, and it forces them through the choke. Mm-hmm. So. And you said that the ult was up for a certain amount of time. Uh, by the looks of it, yeah, the ult is a temporary thing okay that's what i understood from the article i read uh when they released some of the information about it then that makes it seem more balanced than just having it stay there because if it was just there forever that'd take forever (laughs) and and sim can't wouldn't be able to rack up her next or unlike brigitte (laughs) (laughs) cough cough nerf please and uh, let's see. Any another change coming into competitive is that there is a new map. We got Rialto. I okay. I haven't had a chance to play on that map yet. I'm getting every other one, but it looks really pretty. <laughs> yeah, I've only gotten to play it uh, during the uh, redemption, redemption, the yeah. retribution <laughs> event. <laughs> So, and it looked pretty cool there. And it's, I've seen the like fly through that they've done. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty interesting the changes they've done. Uh, I'm really gonna, I'm gonna be excited to see that in comp. Oh, for sure. It's, it's a really pretty map. It's different. And I, I love when new maps are added because it adds something to it. It just adds mm-hmm. enough flavor. Something different. Thanks. Yeah, I'm excited to see it because, uh, you know, when you're in the stadium, and you're sitting in like the first couple of rows and the screen actually like wraps around you. Mm-hmm. So when it loads or when the game loads and it shows the background of the map, it's like you're actually in the game. So I'm excited to see what that's going to be like with Rialto. You're like, I'm in Italy. But I feel like those are all the changes that are coming to comp. Mm-hmm. Do you think Hanzo is going to get picked more? Oh, yeah, the Hanzo changes. I've seen him, his pick rate definitely go up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I've, uh, from the people I've watched, I've seen a lot of Hanzo. The change from Scatter Arrow to that Rapid Fire, what's it called? Storm Arrow, was it? I believe so. Don't quote me on that. I, I, I know Overwatch. <laughs> don't quote I, I promise, I promise. I, I'm a good Overwatch player. <laughs> I, don't, I don't play Hanzo, so I don't know. I don't know. I'm a Hanzo man. <laughs> so, it's it's... Definitely better because you know, I always hated getting scattered because you don't, you just aim at the ground at their feet and you die. And like, no, yeah. no, <laughs> I keep forgetting I- that Hanzo uh, got a rework. So when I hear the new ability go off, I'm like, what is it? <laughs> or if I'm facing off against a Hanzo, I'm like, why haven't I died yet? I should be dead right now. Why? Why am I still alive? I got away. What? <laughs> and his new, uh, his new. Ability to leap forward is very good with, like, now he can, if he sees things are going bad, he can just leap right out. Mm-hmm. Or he can use that to get to certain places on the high ground he couldn't get to before. Uh-huh. 
So I've seen him avoid a Lucio boop with with using that ability. Yeah, so it's it's something he needed because while he did have the climb, which is very good for his mm-hmm. verticality, he had no horizontal movements. Yeah. He was it was all vertical. He didn't. He doesn't even have double jump like Genji does or anything. No. So. Does he still have that climb ability? He still has climb. Okay. Yeah. The the ninjas still can climb the walls, and these should all these should all be in for the next uh, stage of Overwatch mm-hmm. too. Like, uh, kind of scary. I'm hoping <laughs> the the nerf. I'm hoping the nerfs come in beforehand. Yeah, same. Please, but I know that the league uses like. I believe two patches behind, yes. just in case there are any bugs. Yeah. So any anything that's an issue is already known, mm-hmm. and then it's taken care of for the next stage. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. This is episode four of Voicing Valiant. We had our special guest Ray here today. Thanks, guys. Uh, Chad usually does the social media plugs. <laughs> uh, I'm. T- Trying to think of them off the top of my head and find them. Wait, wait, no, I found them. Aha! So if you want to follow Valiant, you, they are at NA Valiant on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Reddit, Discord. I believe it, you type that in for your server invite and you'll get right in. Mm-hmm. And also on Snapchat. Did I do that right? Did I make chat proud? <laughs> I think you did. I think you nailed it. And you can follow Voicing Vanant on Voicing Vanant on Twitter. If you want to have your topic on to VV Talk, you can either send us in the idea on Discord or on Twitter using the hashtag VV Talk. And I believe that's it. Bye, guys. Bye. Welcome to podcasting where we forget what English is. (laughs) I just started rambling. I'm like, oh, I don't know where I'm going with that one. Hey, you should check out like all the edits my brother does and like how many ramblings we cut up. I'm like, wait a second. No. What's English? (laughs) (laughs) My brother actually like he was he my brother does the editing for the podcast for the listeners who don't know. And he keeps telling me like one of these days I'm going to knip every time you guys tell me to edit something out and just make a combination of that (laughs) perfect done that's podcasting i'm sure he already has it ready to go then (laughs) i'm ready yeah